Hey everyone, I'm your host and soul sister, Gretchen North. I'm a veteran health and wellness professional turned life coach. Sticky situation is about getting unstuck so that we can get on living the lives we are meant to live. We'll share stories and advice, hear from experts, and even do some guest coaching to be reminded of living today with more awareness and inspiration, all in the spirit of creating a more fulfilling tomorrow. To get in touch, find me at gonorthcoaching.com. Let's get going. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I'd like to talk about the importance of establishing and maintaining a daily routine, ritual, or practice. This time allows you to meticulously plan and set intentions for beginning your day on the best foot possible. And it might be very different from person to person. It may be starting your day with a run or reading some something inspiring or writing, journaling, doing yoga, meditating. But it's the idea of carving out time just for you, knowing that chances are no one else is going to prioritize you And it's really up to you to look for opportunities to be intentional about what happens in your day and giving yourself some self-care and appreciation and knowing that, that you are in control of many aspects of what happens throughout the course of a day rather than being a passive participant or an observer of your life. When considering a daily practice for yourself, I think it's important to try to get this done first thing in the morning before your brain really kicks in, before the distractions of the day have started, before people are calling on you or need things from you. And it's really up to you to exercise what boundaries need to be in place so that you have the opportunity to give yourself some really important time um, that could be a difference maker in your happiness, in your clarity, in uh, you know accomplishing your to-do list, and so forth. Keeping a promise to yourself and really protecting that time creates a sense of personal integrity. And when you have protected that time for yourself and you know that you've either woken up early so that you can squeeze it in or you have, um, you know, guarded that on your schedule, whatever it is that you need to do to know that that time is protected just as if you were in a scheduled meeting with someone that you would not cancel. We often let ourselves 
off the hook. We break promises to ourselves that we wouldn't to a friend or to a colleague. And the benefits that you will receive would be far greater than any meeting you might have with somebody else. So I'd like to explain a little bit about what my daily practice looks like. And, you know, even though this has been something that I have wanted for over 20 years, I never really took the time to be consistent with it until lo and behold, we were faced with lockdown and I suddenly decided to think about using my time differently. And I've got to say a lot of the fears of the pandemic and the sadness and the isolation, I really was able to keep a lot of those feelings at bay by releasing them in some other way through my daily practice. So over 20 years ago, I was in a workshop with Julia Cameron, who is the author of The Artist's Way. And she talked about starting your day with a practice called morning pages, which is three pages of writing unedited in longhand straight as soon as you wake up, before the day kicks in, before even caffeine kicks in, waking up and doing a brain dump. And It might be that you have nothing at all to say as soon as you rolled out of bed. You might just be writing, I'm tired. I just woke up. I don't know what to say. But the idea is to continue going and allow whatever it is that's inside of you to come out. It might be suppressed emotion. It might be, uh, you know, something that you're trying to work out, maybe a conflict that you had. Um, giving yourself the opportunity to see many sides of that. It could be that you just think about your day and what your day holds and what you would like to accomplish, or could be that you feel like you can't get everything done, but, you know, maybe you'll use this time to prioritize or plan. It could be a hybrid of all of those things. And it probably will be if you're writing for what ends up being about 20 minutes, um, to fill that time. So for me, I've always wanted to do this. I did it a little bit in my twenties and during lockdown, I was able to come back to this practice and began starting my day in April, 2020 that way. And I continued to do that along with the rest of my morning routine. And I can tell you that the answers I've found, the planning that I've done, the clarity I've received, the surprises that come out of me in terms of inspiration, ideas, oftentimes it's, you know, the next step to take in my business or the next podcast topic or, um, a wonderful gift idea or a fun plan I want to do. Uh, And I hadn't, you know, really consciously thought of these things before, but by emptying so much chatter in my brain, I feel that I've created space for new inspiring thoughts to enter. And I also think this is so helpful for people who tend to ruminate on negative things that 
happen, maybe an unpleasant conversation, you know, a fight with somebody. And instead of picking up the phone and calling a friend and telling them about what happened and then picking up the phone and calling a relative and telling them what happened and reliving that negativity over and over and over again, writing it and releasing it for me has been profound. Julia Cameron has a number of YouTube videos where she talks about this practice, excuse me, in greater detail. And I encourage you to at least give it a a watch or a listen uh, and consider, you know, are morning pages a way for you to journal and reflect and to be meticulously intentional about how you spend your day. Just yesterday, I had so many things on my wish list for the day, and I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to get everything in. And when I looked at what would have to give, I decided it would be my workout. And I didn't feel great about that option. And I ended up finding that I was talking about this challenge in my morning pages And I realized that I could actually get my workout in and I figured out a way to use my time best. So that's just a little silly example, but it's really surprising how I went into that thinking I was going to skip my workout. And then when I wrote when I would get my workout in, I was so pleased later in the day that I didn't have to sacrifice that because I didn't want to, but I had used the time to think about How could I get creative and still get everything done today? So that's what I'm talking about when I say, you know, you're meticulously planning. You may not use that time to plan your day, but I was facing that quandary and was able to come up with a solution. After my morning pages, I will meditate. And I began with a shorter amount of time. And right now I'm meditating for 12 minutes. And there are so many different ways to meditate. But what I've come to understand is that it's about reducing as much sensory input as possible to quiet the mind with a singular focus. So it may be with a mantra, it might be just deciding to focus on your breath with, you know, actually saying in your mind, inhale, exhale, or rise, fall, or some other singular focus um, to come back to because the mind is certainly going to wander in meditation. And the goal isn't to completely quiet the mind because that's impossible, but to give it less to focus on. And the reason why I do the morning pages first is so that I'm not going into meditation with a lot of things that I didn't even realize might be unresolved. I've played around with doing these in different orders, and that's the order that I have come up with. I've noticed that many times, just like in 
the journaling morning page exercise that inspiring thoughts will come to me in meditation. And I just acknowledge those and I trust that they'll still be there when my timer goes off and I can capture them after my meditation practice. But I feel that being intentional about introducing a meditation practice has been so important to me. It's been another thing that I've wanted to incorporate for a lot of years. I know that most books about leadership talk about how the best leaders are taking time for meditation. So it's a practice that I value and I'm now grateful to say I have carved out time every single day to do my meditation practice. The other thing that I do, and I have a separate little notebook for, is a practice of gratitude. And again, there are a lot of resources and ideas for practicing gratitude. And I think mine is pretty simple, which means doable. And that is to write out three things that I'm grateful for that day. This practice of looking for and acknowledging what's right in my life or the world around me really helps to anchor me in a space of gratitude, in a space of abundance versus an attitude of lack or, um, you know, kind of ruminating on what I want or what hasn't happened yet. And when I'm able to focus on what is good, I feel full. I feel that that is um, giving me energy. It's giving me life, reason to be grateful and when I think about what is fueling me versus what is depleting me, I feel that I have enough to go about my day without the attachment of, gee, it'd be nice to have more full paying clients right now or whatever else. Instead, I will focus on those clients that I do have and I'm grateful for them. Or I might be focusing on, you know, the simple fact that I didn't fall in the woods. Um, It doesn't take catastrophe to recognize how grateful we can be for what is right in our life. But too many times, unfortunately, it's after a bad accident that people recognize and appreciate what their body does for them every day, for example. So just taking a moment each day, three things, what am I grateful for? And knowing that I am cultivating that spirit of abundance over lack and feelings of not enough. I would love to expand my practice. Right now, those three activities in total take about 35 minutes. And I know that people could think, how selfish of you. 
you're starting your day and you have a family and a dog and other things to care for and you're taking 35 minutes, but what my family gains in terms of the fact that I'm more even keeled, that I'm kinder, that I've worked out things that are unpleasant for me before my day has even started so that I'm showing up in a better way is priceless, really. And I know that I'm happier. I know that I am accomplishing more. I know that I'm exercising control over the things that happen to me because I've premeditated them in some sense. And all around, I feel that my life is benefiting greatly from this practice. And I'd love to even extend my practice. I would love to be able to do a few rounds of sun salutations or uh, this practice called the five Tibetans, which are five yoga sequences that probably could be done in 15 minutes or less. And honestly, some people call them the fountain of youth. They get all of your joints and everything going, your muscles and your strengthening and you're working on circulation and energy. And so I'm not perfect. I'm sharing that this is the practice I started with. I started with just a couple of minutes of meditation and I've built up. I still see areas where I could add on this layer of some sort of physical practice and I'm working toward that. I haven't lost sight of that's, you know, my next step in this process, but I'm thrilled that right now each day starts with journaling, meditation, and gratitude. I think once we have committed to a practice and we know what that is for ourselves, protecting that fiercely becomes so important. And when you begin to slack off other areas will relax too. There have been times where I miss a day of my practice or I miss a portion of my practice. And I know that there is this possibility for a snowball effect. So if I skip out on the meditation one day, the next day I might be tempted to skip out again. If I skip out on my journaling I might notice that my day doesn't go as planned. I let myself off of my workout, for example. And knowing that I'm protecting my practice kind of ensures that those other intentions will also happen throughout my day. And without starting my day that way, I haven't really made a commitment to myself. I haven't really planned my day and therefore I might lose precious time ruminating on something negative. I might decide to, I don't know, go waste time doing something. Whereas had I given that some thought, I would have used my time in a much different way. I'd also invite you to create a special place for your daily practice. In my instance, it's a spot within my bedroom And I have a desk for my writing. I have a space for my meditation. And it has evolved over time. It used to be that I was sitting out in the open and I felt pretty exposed. And I ended up getting 
a little tent <laughs> that looks inspiring with pillows and twinkle lights. And that serves as a visual reminder for me to start my day with my daily practice. I can't walk by my desk and my tent and forget to do it. They're there as reminders for me to engage in the practice. So I hope this recap of my daily practice gives you some ideas and inspiration on considering doing something similar for your own self. I promise you will see the benefit that comes from clearing the mind through both the brain dump of writing and the sitting in meditation and the joy and appreciation of everyday life through a daily gratitude practice. I'd love to hear what works for you. And as always, I invite you to reach out. So that's a wrap. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to work through a sticky situation of your own, shoot me an old school email at gonorthcoaching at gmail or check out my other offerings at gonorthcoaching.com. If you're listening, chances are we know each other and I'm so grateful for your support. Please help me spread the word by sharing, liking, rating, subscribing, any and all of the things are so appreciated. See you next time.